This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS. I don't like carp herpes. Do you have herpes? Don't be coy. Panini Macanini. Aging celebrity ghouls. Bathroom attendant hands you a towel after grabbing your crotch. Elliot Gould. He has the meats and the lowest interest rates. Stinks like space juggalos. List of four things. Raspberry, rum, crocs, and a candle? Wake me up when I'm the piano man. Oh, that Crappy doesn't work. Crappy <laughs> Are <laughs> we going to sing September Ends or are you going to sing Piano Man on that one? Uh, crappy beef on bread. They can't search for porn on my watch. Is that your perfume or are we just in space? Gnarly bush brows. Hey, how are you in the hair department these days? <laughs> you can't handle the tooth. Bill, uh, making things with Bill, Jury, and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Be positive in your approach. Learn the best timing for your suggestions. And as always, be pleasant. Here comes my queen. The Morning Stream. I'll take you to Atlanta and you'll give me the cure. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, June 30th, the final day of this month. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ebbett. Hi, Brian. Hello, Scott. I'm reminded of the fine uh, song by the Finn brothers, Neil and Tim Finn, called Last Day of June, for oh. which there are no covers, apparently, or else I would have played one on the show today. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Is that really? Yeah, I didn't know that song. was even a song. I don't think I've heard it. Yeah, there was um, the Finn Brothers released a couple albums, and uh, this was from the first one, and it was a really sweet song called uh, Last Day of June, Aww. and it's a, a very uh, sweet, uh, soulful ballad, vocals by Neil. Well, I have a, I have a request before um, before the end of September. We have some time, okay? Yeah, Although time, know, time, day? yeah. A little green day is what you're going to request? Yeah, I want to be, I want to yeah. do Wake Me Up Before, or When September Ends. I would like that to yeah, be. So really be October 1st. We'd want to play oh, that Oh, that's one. true, right? Because that's when you wake Billy Joel Armstrong up. Did you just say time. Billy Joel Armstrong? Did I say Joel? I meant Joe. Did I say Joel? <laughs> you might have said Joel. I don't know. I probably it might have did. just been a. It might have just been, might have rolled one into the other. Billy Joe and Billy Joel. Sing us a song. You're the Green Day man. <laughs> Sing us a song tonight. It's like we're just because a... we're all in the mood for a long view. Uh-huh. And you've got us feeling all right. <laughs> just go ahead and use the line. It's fine. I know. I, I couldn't come up with another one. I just replaced <laughs> long view. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I've been listening to a lot of Green Day, so I have no problem talking more about Green Day. Um, yeah, I was all right. quickly trying to come up with like you know way to work, uh, 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 like American you know, idiot, American in there. idiot, yeah. or uh, holiday or something like that in there. But I couldn't. Jesus, that's a baby, yeah. I've been listening to him all week. Like I've I, I've got Billy Joe Billy Joe Armstrong in my blood. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard to say, right, Billy Joe yeah. Armstrong, because your your tongue naturally wants to close that loop. Well, if there, was, if there was Billy no... Billy Joel Armstrong. Exactly. If there was no Billy Joel to begin with, this wouldn't be a big deal, but it's his damn fault. That guy. Did he ever get back with his supermodel wife? 
Oh, no. Oh, that never happened? Oh, no. Is he he married to anybody now? No, she's moved on. I don't think, I don't know if he he remarried, but she certainly moved on. I'm leaving. You know, she's an uptown girl, and she's been living in her uptown world. (laughs) What was her name? Help me. Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. (laughs) I almost said, I could only think of the Brinkley, the news guy Brinkley. What was his yeah, name? David Brinkley. David yeah, he, Brinkley. Was married to, he was married to David Brinkley. Yeah. They weren't married, were they? Don't tell me that. She wasn't married to David Brinkley, right? No, 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 no. I don't even think she's related. <laughs> ah, sorry. To David Brinkley. I don't know why that played. I apologize. I she, um, and she, if she's had work done, she was on um, something that Tina was watching. Mm. Probably some Bravo thing. Uh, Bravo. Uh, but, uh, but she looks great. I don't know if she's had work done, but... Um, uh, if she has, she's she's gotten it. She's gotten work done uh, from a surgeon that knows what they're doing <laughs> to not make not make uh, aging uh, celebrities look like ghouls. <laughs> I I saw something really freaky today in that in that line. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I was watching a video on the YouTube, just a random video there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was some older lady putting. Um, I don't know what this actually, how this works. So I don't, I don't know enough about it. Someone in the chat's going to go, Scott, that's called this and it's normal. Okay, fine. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody threading a needle through their eyebrow. Oh yeah. And then leaving okay. the knee, leaving the thread in there. So it's they eyebrow, eyebrow threading. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. But I mean like into the skin, like needle through the skin. In, in the skin. I thought it was just uh no, this was like in the skin, penetrates the skin, then they pulled it through, and then they cut it here, and then left the the string inside. To what end, I don't know. I don't um, know. You know, I've never, I guess I've, I've never really learned the whole process of eyebrow threading. threading. I know it's a thing. I see signs for it all the time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I didn't know if they broke the skin or not with the needle. I thought it was just a way to get your, um, you know, if you have very light or fine eyebrows and you you're you want to go for that uh um more sculpted eyebrow look then um then you do the eyebrow threading but i didn't realize they went in the skin well it says here let's see that makes sense because otherwise it's just it's just threads sitting in your actual eyebrow (laughs) yeah that's a good point it says right here whether whether you're used to a more maintained low look or brow look or are in need of some extra tlc in the arch department Eyebrow threading is an excellent natural option for hair removal. Oh, it's a hair removal. Oh, this is removal. Okay. Okay. So what I did, what I saw, must not have been called threading. What was it called? No, I guess not. I, see, and then I'm then I'm just as confused as you are because I thought that's I always assumed that's what eyebrow threading was is to to add um, to oh. add body to your eyebrows. Okay, here's someone doing it with their lip. Ooh, I can't watch that. So eyebrow threading, that's interesting. So they take a couple, they take some threads and they just kind of like macrame around your, uh, around your eyebrow to, to, I guess, separate the, um, the men from the the, boys. Oh, separate the men from the boys. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What are they separate? Actually, we really don't know what they're separating. Are they separating? I mean, they're pulling out a little, they're pulling out the eyebrow hairs that are, uh, that have gone astray from the sculpted area that you want. Okay. And um, uh, to kind of give yourself like a very defined shape. All right. Well, that's maybe. interesting. Okay. So that's, <laughs> you know, I've learned something now today too. I always thought eyebrow threading was adding body to your eyebrows as opposed to. Uh, 
like putting uh, more more uh, hair to in put there. more hair right exactly yeah. like like having an eyebrow weave kind of thing that's what i assumed it was well and there's like a lot of weave for your eyebrow a lot of people do the whole um you know thinning of eyebrows i know that's a thing yeah i right. don't know what that's, that's sculpting called. yeah yeah i just let mine grow like the gnarly bushes they are yeah exactly well you know number one you and i are Men, number two, we're not in the public eye as much as, uh, yeah. say, uh, a Bradley Cooper or a George Clooney. How are you? Type. How are you in the ear hair department these days? How's that going for you? Oh, I'm cultivating a nice <laughs> shag rug in there. That's yeah, a. Uh... Me too. No, I I have serious I have serious ear growth going, it's, <laughs> and I don't like it. Not one bit. I don't like it. Like I yeah. feel like I feel I mean, like. I get it. When I want to take out my uh, my AirPods after I've been listening to something for a while, I actually have to use a machete to kind of clear out the high brush. Yeah, the high, the high brush. You got to kind and, of untangle uh, it from the uh, from the bud. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Grows around it and keeps it in like a like a vine. I know how it is. I've been right. there, done that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ear hair. It's a thing. Check it out. Ear hair. Nose hair for me is even worse though. Like because that that stuff you. Uh, there's so many different ways to deal with it and they, they all sound you're you're warned against all of them yep right except for using like one of those little nasal clipper things that that goes in circle which is what i use yeah but um i've had people talk about uh waxing like where you put the the wax on a oh. on a deal stick it up your nose and then when it kind of hardens you rip all the hair out yeah i did that once and i bad. hear that's bad because it uh opens you up for infections and things like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you need, first of all, you need your, your nose hairs actually exist for a reason. They're there to help filter out contaminants and par particulates, mm -hmm. right? So right, they actually exactly. do you a little bit of a favor. But then also, mm -hmm. if you yank the hair out like that, it's like the most sensitive membrane-y kind of skin in your freaking face, mm -hmm. with the exception of maybe mm -hmm. your eyeball or something. And so you're going to cause little bleeds and open and openings and also, it's just not good, man. You're going to get the no. Rona. Don't get the Rona. No. Yeah, you don't want the Rona. Nobody wants the Rona. Nobody wants the Rona. Although some anyway. people seem to. Anyway, uh, hey. Yeah, hope, hope this cringe uh, time has been has been good for you all. I uh, hope you've all enjoyed cringe time. Well, let me give you a little more to cringe about, okay? Okay. Yesterday, I went to the dentist, as I mentioned on the show. Mm -hmm. Had a tooth uh, or a crown inlay thing fall out. Originally, I thought I should chip my tooth, but it, it wasn't. It was this whole inlay thing up here, and, I, and it's a 10-year-old thing I forgot I even had, so... Anyway, maybe it was time, but I go in there and uh, dentist, my regular dentist is there and he's cool. Man, he's tan these days, though. I don't know why he's so tan, but that guy, <laughs> he is unnaturally tan. So mm. that's cool, I guess. Um, anyway, brightest teeth you've ever seen, tan and then really bright teeth. So it's just quite the combo. But he's sure. a really nice guy. We've gone to him for like 15 years. Kind of like a... Uh, like like Howard on uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Super tan, bright white teeth. Yes. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. It's very Howard-like. Uh, yeah. Even tanner, though, than Howard. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but he goes to Lake Powell a lot, so maybe that's it. But anyway, mm -hmm. he's real cool. My kids all grew up as him being their dentist. Like, we've known him forever, 15 years or whatever. And uh, so we get all laid back, and he's like, ah, looks like we got, okay. Oh, no, this is good. Looks like this fits perfectly. It didn't break anything. It just came out. And uh, that just means we got to do a new bond and no problem. In fact, I don't even think I need to numb you and tell me if this hurts. And he takes the, the air mm -hmm. and, and goes Ch -ch -ch in the in the zone where mm. the thing's missing. Nothing. Right. No pain, no sensitivity, Good. nothing. It was fine. Good. That's, uh, that's usually like the, the part where I come unglued and fly out of the chair. Exactly. The cold air 
<laughs> yeah, and if it had been my lower teeth, I think it would have killed me because for some reason all my nerves are down here up top. You can do anything up there, and it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, so he does. He starts doing his thing. He's got to kind of clean out the area and get it ready to put the new thing on. And he's got that weird microwave gun that has the purple light in there and all that stuff. So he's doing all sure. that, and at one point it's taking forever, and I, and I can't see why. And he's holding my mouth open. He's got a big stopper on this side to hold it open. Plus, he's he's like with his other hand, his pinky's like pulling my tongue one direction so that I'm not touching the area. He does, he wants it to stay nice and dry and ready for the bond and all that. I get that, right? I can kind of imagine that. But the girl next to me is like working away on something. I can't see her out of the corner of my eye. And he's, okay. he starts to seem a little impatient. Like he's looking at her, looking at my mouth, looking at her, <laughs> looking at my mouth. Like, are you done with whatever, you, whatever you're doing there yet? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like it looked like there was something going on or something was harder than it was supposed to be. And then I hear this. Here, let me see if I can make a sound. Um, I hear this sound. Hold on. I hear what? It sounds like this. I hear. Okay. That's what I heard. Okay. All right. And I went uh, <laughs> like that. I made kind of a noise. <laughs> and he goes. He goes, yeah, you'll, you'll just want to, you'll probably use a different one of those. Don't do uh, something like this, some kind of whispery dental bullshit. He's yeah, saying to her, right, right, right. Yeah. Pardon my French. And so they do that. <laughs> and what I find out later, because she had to like move her chair, get up. I can kind of oh, sense no. that she bent okay. over and all this stuff. What had happened is my tooth. Okay. So they, this is hard, hard to explain, but you know, those. Those rubber hands that you used to buy when you were younger, and you throw it on the wall, and it would stick and roll. It would oh, roll like down a wacky wall walker kind of thing. Yes, remember those? Sure. Yeah. Well, apparently dentists have a tool that looks like a little curved tool on this end, but on the very tip is one is a is a goopy little ball that does like that. It's like an adhesive. Oh, wacky. Okay, gotcha. And what you're supposed to do when you have like a weird upper tooth thing like this is you take it, you tap it onto the, the surface of this crown, and then it holds. And it's very delicate, so you get up in there, and it's like perfectly able to position it right where it's supposed to go. Gotcha. Well, I guess right. instead he, of having to have a whole finger, you know, thing going. In yeah. There. So I guess what happened here is he got a batch of these that did not retain their adhesive qualities, mm-hmm. and she dropped my damn tooth on the floor. <laughs> so your crown. So, yeah. Uh... My crown <laughs> is laying on the floor. The floor. You know. First of all, it's the floor. Where right, people walk right. and have their feet, and it's all the nasty that yeah. a floor is. Yeah. But also, don't chip it or break it or, you know, step on it. I don't know what's happening over there. Anyway, that's what was taking her so long is she had to pick it up and then just scrub the hell out of it and, like, totally mm. de- decontaminate it from wow. the freaking floor drop. So what gross got out the most? <laughs> I mean, it's basically like you just lick the, the carpet. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Except this in this particular office, all of his all of his rooms are hard floors. Because they mm. wheel around on them, uh, okay. so no carpet in there. So maybe worse because it's a hard surface. But it didn't break. It didn't chip. Um, had it done, it would have been another two hours to wait for them to mill one out or something. But anyway, it worked Ooh. out fine. But in my mouth is a thing that was on the floor, Brian. Yeah, I know, and I know how much you have a how much you have an issue with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So hearing that. That yours and, and you didn't find this out. You didn't find out your crown was on the floor until after it was in your mouth, right? Yeah, because Kim, you who, found out afterwards. Kim decided yeah. to sit in there with me. I didn't need her oh. in there. Nobody go to your jump to your conclusions Aww. that I need Kim with me. She yeah, just was like, have Kim <laughs> in the room with you. Did you get a lollipop at the end? She was. She was just like, I don't have anything else to do, so I'm just going to go in there. And I said, okay, fine. And they didn't care either. And she's just sitting over there in a little pink mask, and uh-huh. looking. And when we were done, she goes, Did you see what? 
And I go, what? She goes, <laughs> they totally dropped her tooth and then they put it back in your mouth. She just like tells me the story about what happened to the tooth. Because oh I didn't see it. I only and heard it. She should know better than to tell you that. <laughs> Although I guess it's a it's a double-edged sword, right? It's great. It's great for what we're doing here. It's great yeah. for TMS yeah. to tell you that story. Everything's show content. But, yeah. But is the is the five minutes of entertainment for the audience worth <laughs> the hours, maybe days of anxiety of like, yeah, this thing, you know, if I get sick, it's because of that damn crown that fell on the floor and they put it in my mouth they yeah. just didn't clean it up enough and it's a reasonable question is it worth telling me or not um does does the five second rule apply to, to uh <laughs> crowns <laughs> it's a great question and i fully i fully 100 believe that they that's why it took her so long because they were going to make 100 sure this thing was never cleaner than it was when they were done with it i get it yeah so yeah. it's you know and i've got like i said gone to them for 15 years trust them they've been great with us i've always been fair great blah blah great no problem mm -hmm. with these mm -hmm. guys mm -hmm. but man don't drop my tooth man that's weird and it's not her fault because the thing wasn't working like it was a defective right. thing right. or else wacky wall walker wasn't walking on <laughs> right the wall. right he <laughs> says no stick. and that's how he explained it to me because i think he thought i just knew that it fell but I didn't know, but he's explaining why the wacky wall walker, he goes, you know, you throw those on the wall and they kind of stop working after a while because they get dusty and dirty and stuff. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And he goes, it's like these are like that coming out of the box. So we're going to get a new one of these. And he's explaining it to me. And I didn't know what any of that meant until like now I put it all sure. together after Kim told me. Well, it was less It was less that he thought you might have seen it. He pretty much knew that Kim was going to tell you as soon as you had a moment alone. Yeah, she witnessed the whole business over there. So anyway... Speaking of which, she's out of town for a couple of days. She's going to, uh, she was waffling on this hard, but her and her friends have been planning for uh, probably well before the pandemic started. They were like, when things let up a little bit, let's go to St. George. We have a free stay at a place. And these are these three, four women that always hang out with each other, two of which have uh, compromised immune systems. Uh, so they've been like really careful about isolation. Sure. So nobody's worried about them being together as much as I'm worried about, oh, you're going to get down there and who knows who's there. Kim's like, well, I'm not getting in pools or anything. I'm like, I know. Mm -hmm. So they're going to wear a mask. Everything's going to be fine. But they're going to St. George for a couple of days. We'll be back on Thursday night. And so I got to eat like, without The virus it. can't swim. You know, you might as well go in the pool because uh, as long as you're wearing a mask, you're... <laughs> yeah, just wear a mask. It's not like it's going to, going to swim through the water and, uh, and get you. Yeah. So anyway, that's the thing. She's doing that. It's yeah. like 104 degrees there right now. So good for her, man. I, I've been, um, you know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but uh, Barry Folk and I and Tanner and Tristan have been talking about getting away and making a trip over to Vegas. Yeah. To see what things now that more places have opened up and a lot of them are, are fully requiring masks, not just like recommending masks, but requiring it, checking your temperature when you come in. But uh, you know, as soon as the second spike came through. Uh, and, and Nevada got hit, and Arizona got hit, and a lot of these other states got hit. It's like, yeah, no, I think um, I yeah. think I'm okay to wait on Vegas a little bit longer. I I'm know. all right. I have the exact same feeling as you. I'm I've been, I miss Vegas, and I and usually yeah. I'm just like I'll go a couple times a year, but I'm not dying to go. But I really miss it. I'm <laughs> like I'm yeah. really feeling yeah. it right now, and so I I look forward to a day when we can just get our asses out there and have some fun. Exactly. Get your ass to Vegas. Get to Vegas. Okay, so there's that. Also, quick note. I don't know if anyone else has had these. They're new. Uh, but yesterday, I had to do kind of a quick lunch thing because I was out going to the dentist. Had to get back for a meeting. 
So sure. I grabbed something at Arby's. Tried to get a nice sandwich there. They got a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I didn't mm-hmm. get I didn't get just their crappy beef on bread thing. I got like a yeah, the regular roast beef sandwiches. What you think about is it, like it's a bun. It's roast, sliced roast beef. No sauce, no nothing else. It's yeah. like they expect you to do all the extra work of like, all right, I want some horsey sauce. I want some Arby's sauce. Right. Like this. Like, yeah. yeah. And when they put the cheese on there, the melted cheese, mm-hmm. what are we even doing? Oh, what is the that? beef and cheddar? What is that? Yeah. What are we? What, that's, what? That's gross. And it's not even, I mean, that is like uh, nacho cheese. That's just a step above the nacho cheese sauce they give you at the uh, at the, the movie theaters. Yeah. You'll remember what movie theaters are. It's like 7-Eleven cheese. Right. Nobody right, wants exactly. that. Anyway, so we yeah. got I got anyway. a decent like club thing, chicken club thing, and it was good. They make good sandwiches. Anyway. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They now sell, you have to ask for them to sub them in, but they sell waffle fries kind of in the shape that you get over the Chick-fil-A, but these are sweet potato waffle fries. Oh. They're I can't believe I'm saying this about an Arby's. They're amazing. They're so wow. good, okay. and they're not like overly salty. They're not overly fried. They taste like I'm eating a sweet potato. Like those are better for you anyway. They're less starchy. They're crispy. They're gr- mm. they're great. I was shocked mm. by this. Shocked, I tell you, shocked. <laughs> well, dang it! Now you're making me hungry for waffle fries. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be good today. I've got some. I've got a. a I've got one of those bagged Caesar salads, mm-hmm. and I take and I dump uh, about a third of that onto a big tortilla. Mm-hmm. And then I've got some shredded chicken, some shredded chicken breast. Put that on there too. Um, a little bit of uh, light ranch, some uh, um, some salt, pepper, etc. Roll it all up, and it's a nice little chicken chicken wrap. It sounds lovely. Wrap. Yeah. Did you yeah. end up? Did you do Freddy's yesterday like you were gonna? I so did. I so yeah. did Freddy's. Boy, was that that was just kind of a sad experience because <laughs> I think it might be the first time I've gone into a fast food place yeah. since this all started. I've gone to a couple of restaurants sit down restaurants but um you go into freddy's and you place your order big plexiglass wall between you and the uh um the person at the register and it's funny because so there are two like two registers and two big plexiglass shields and every time for whatever reason every time we talk to each other even though we'd be able to hear each other just fine we both turned our heads to the side on the side of the the plexiglass like plexiglass here uh, yeah, I think that'll be all for me. Like, <laughs> like we're talking around a wall. We both had masks on, so that helped. Right. But it really defeated the whole purpose of the uh, the plexiglass. Well, it's hard to hear you. Um, it's hard to hear what you're saying, right? Like, yeah, that's one mask thing that someone's got to figure out. Put a little microphone in there and amplify it or something. Because totally, it happened at the dental office. I got in there and she goes, "Your name?" I go, "Scott Johnson." I'm sorry. I'm like, mm, yeah, Scott right. Johnson. Like, it's just a weird thing that we're not used to doing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then, uh, then so you place your order, and, and she's like, "Do you want that? To, uh, you want a combo? You want that to be a combo?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do the fries and uh, and the drink." She's like, "Oh, what do you want to drink?" I'm like, thinking, "Well, I'll just I'll, I'll just get it myself, right?" Yeah. I just go over there and I get it myself. Well, not anymore, of course, because of this. They've got oh. tables arranged in front of the self serve drink area. The get your fry sauce, get your napkins, all that stuff. Yeah, and a woman back there. And so I have to say, oh, yeah, I guess a Diet Pepsi. So she types it in. And then I take my receipt over to the the uh, the gal uh, behind the tables. And she's like, okay, what can I get for you? And I'm like, oh, a Diet Pepsi. She's like, okay. You want any sauce? Oh, yeah, some fried sauce. Okay. She turns around. She gets two little pre-made plastic canister tubs of fry sauce. Yeah. Puts them in a paper bag like what your egg rolls come in at the... Uh, 
the Chinese when you get your Chinese food. Wow. Like, okay. A napkin? Yep. Oh, yeah, napkins, please. And then she turns back around, goes and gets a napkin. It's like, oh, man, I feel so bad. Like, I'm like I'm doing, <laughs> like, I'm making her work really hard. She has nothing else to do. She sits behind these tables and just gets uh, ketchup and uh, fry sauce and, and all that sort of Are thing. Are you meant to give tips or anything for that sort of stuff, or is that not cool? I, don't know I can't imagine it at Freddy's. If she would have had a tip jar, I probably would have put a buck in there. Yeah. But uh, I figure... Um, I figure it's, you know, it, it's it's all part of the Freddy's experience. Because that's what it sounds like. It's one of those old-timey bathroom things where the guy gives you towels yeah, and all that. right. Yeah. Right, except you're not... The, the difference with that is you can get your own towels even if there's a... a bathroom attendant with this it's like you know you need you need the bathroom attendant to hand you a towel after you've just been handling your your crotch yeah and um <laughs> uh and she's like and don't forget if you want a refill just come on back up I'm like oh yeah okay cool and, yeah uh, i'm not gonna bother for a refill there's still like yeah i've only i've only had about a third of my drink people are so nice right now in those places i hope everyone's treating them Boy. nice because they're just i'll say this though because yeah. th- that whole reason i went over there was the um uh, it was it's right by the Best Buy, and I had a uh, a non genius bar appointment because it was with the Geek Squad. There's such a big difference between the Geek Squad and the Genius Bar. Yeah, basically, she the woman at the uh, Geek Squad did everything she could to try and talk me out of getting my Apple Watch repaired. Why? And as you can see on my wi- on my wrist, it's still on there. Well, all right, um, uh, yeah, I go up there. I've got a, an appointment for uh, Apple Watch, um, you know, repair for the the service center and she's like oh yeah that's me like okay it's like you know it's going to be seven to ten days to get it to apple i said seven to ten days to get it to apple (laughs) well they're going to need it for seven to ten days after we send it to them okay so you're going to be without your watch for seven to ten days i'm like yeah that's that's kind of what i'm expecting um because i know it's service and i know i know it's not like you just have a big box of watches underneath the counter you could just hand me a new watch yeah um okay all right so let me um you, you have to unpair your watch <laughs> yeah that's fine i'm totally fine doing that can you can you also turn off um find my watch yeah fine i'll turn it off that's fine too why wasn't any of this stuff in the sheet that they sent me how to prepare for your appointment <laughs> it's like i'm it's like i'm trying to get that that uh, coveted middle seat in the very back row of the airplane right next to the bathroom. Yeah. She's taking her time. All right. So um it looks like it's gonna be seventy-five bucks. I'm like, what? Really? Why is it seventy-five bucks? It's still it's still within the first year, and I think I've got Apple Care on this. Well, um, it's just, you know, they they can waive this at the Apple store. If you go to, if you take this to the Apple store, they can waive this amount for you. There's nothing I can do about it here though. Well, <sighs> So Are they authorize service centers for it or not? Like, what's their deal? Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm done with Best Buy Geek Squad for any. They may they may be an Apple authorized service center, but uh, uh, only in name <laughs> and not in and non performance. So I came back. I brought my watch back. I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll make an appointment for uh, for the Apple service center and deal with that. Do you feel like they're maybe maybe they're told that they, you should always upsell? Like, man, maybe just get a new watch while you're here. Instead. Oh, I know, but she never even said any of that, and. Mm. And they're, um, it's funny because they are so far away in their part of the store from where all the Apple stuff is to where they'd even be able to have an effect on that. Oh, I see. She's like, yeah, you know, we just got the new, uh, series fives and those series fives are really nice. (laughs) 
Well, it sounds to me like the Geek Squad wants to hack your computer. The Genius Bar wants to fix right. it. So, right. Uh, it's like, yeah, they can't search for any porn on my Apple Watch. No. So that's, uh, that's probably why they're so slow to get those in. It's like, oh, you brought in, you've got a Dell PC with a Ooh. 60 gigabyte hard drive. Mm, oh. Add it to my stash. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> final thing. This is real dumb, but I should tell you the story. So, uh, you know, I've had some strange dreams lately, and I don't know why. Yes. Don't have an oh, explanation yes. for them. I don't eat late. I don't stay up too late. I'm just sort of mm-hmm. whatever, just having weird dreams. I had an Elliot Gould dream. You know the actor Elliot Gould? Not yeah, the... I know. Yeah, we were talking about uh, we were talking about him a minute ago as the father of Ross and Rachel. Was that pre-show or was that during the show? That was pre-show. Okay, because so... we talked about Carl Reiner. I thought during the show, and then we talked about Ocean's Eleven. And nope, that was all pre-show. All that was all pre-show. Mm-hmm. Wow, feels like pre- I'm gonna have like- to I'm gonna have to become a Patreon right. so I can tell what uh, what stuff is pre-show and what stuff is during the show. It's all blending together, Scott. Yeah. Well, it's it's all kind of the same, so I don't blame you. It sort of all feels yeah, the same, but exactly. yeah, that was all before we started. <laughs> smell toast. Anybody cooking toast? <laughs> yeah, in here? no kidding. Oh, I got an email yesterday. Somebody said, by the way, you don't smell toast when you have a stroke. And I said, mm. I wrote back, said, How do you know? I How said, do you know what I smell? I said, I said, really? Where do you have uh, what's uh, I need a citation needed or something? And he never wrote back, so I don't know. <laughs> I smell ciabatta bread. Just, Is somebody making ciabatta bread? I smell a nice rye. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, Elliot Gould, the, uh, uh, it sounds like there should have been a character in Stargate named Elliot Goauld, but they didn't do it. Anyway, <laughs> Elliot Gould, he was in lots of stuff. The MASH movie, played uh, Trapper John there. He was uh, uh, millions of movies. In that movie, I always talk about the freak me out where he cut the lady's head off in a fish tank. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Never yes. forget that for some reason. Uh, we really need to figure out what that movie is. I know you figured out what that movie is. We need to watch it for film sack. Yeah, I want to say Iceworm found it or something, didn't he? Or yeah, somebody yeah. like Iceworm yeah. found it and Some then located it. Yeah. We, then we were like, yeah, we should film sack, and then we never did. Anyway, that and the one where the giant rocks are chasing after the old people in their RV. Yes. We got to do that. <laughs> right. So anyway, yeah. uh, uh, so Elliot Gould, more recently probably known to like Friends fans as the dad of Ross and Monica Geller. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the oceans movies he's in those he's one of the of the 11 That's right isn't he in um in one of them isn't he uh near comatose on his bed and is getting read to by or is that uh is that reiner in the first one where um oh that's uh, carl reiner Cheadle has to come and write read to him every every uh i think that was day. carl reiner i think okay i yeah. think rest in peace carl reiner yeah. We were just talking about him. That drives I me. I mean, not just in today's pre-show, but like on a recent episode, we were just talking about how we hope those guys live forever. We got to stop bringing up old people's names, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't even want to. <laughs> right, exactly. I didn't yeah. want to whisper the name Bob Newhart because I just know any minute now, Bob mm-hmm. Newhart. Oh well, now you've done it. I know just, I did it. I just, just did, did it. it. I did the thing I said I wasn't going to do, and I did it in real time. Amazing. Anyway, what was my point? <laughs> oh. So in this dream, for some reason, the dream starts like this. I'm sitting at a desk in what seems like a bank getting loan information for a loan that Kim has us getting for I don't know what. And my loan officer is Elliot Gould. Current age Elliot Gould. And he's (laughs) walking me through it. Big, massive sunglasses on his face. Please tell me. Good. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like all those things that you think of him now. That's what he looked like. Yeah. And he's like. Just sign the thing. I don't know how he talks. Sign the thing where the deal, you know, tell me where to sign an initial. And it's all very specific. And in the dream, I see myself signing and and all this stuff. But what's weird is when I'm done, he's like, all right, that's it. Time to eat. 
And we get up and we walk maybe five feet behind where his desk is into a booth of what is a restaurant deli place. <laughs> he The bank has a deli in it and we're all just eating with Elliot Gould. I don't know what that's, that's about. Uh, that has, I, don't, I don't know how to determine what this means in my life, what this dream means. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little on the... What is, and that's all it was, by the way. No big, no big moments. No big ending. It was just fill out this loan application, have lunch with Elliot Gould. That was it. Weird. And I remember Weird. him being annoyed with his job, and he hated it, but he had to do it. And um, it was just to make ends meet. And it was just a oh yeah, I don't really like this, but uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do anyway. Let's go get food. It was weird. That's funny. So he he and uh, uh, Quinn Shalbo. Uh, the 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 amazing, you know the the acrobatic, oh the um, little Asian uh, character from Ocean's Eleven, yeah, and little twelve dude. and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the only two. Well, I guess George Clooney appears in a photograph, but they're the only two connecting pieces of connecting tissue from the Ocean's Eleven, twelve and thirteen that connect it to the the Sandra Bullock Ocean's Eight. Oh, film. I didn't realize that. I saw Aiden liked it, but I don't remember the little dude yeah. being in there. Yeah, El- Elliot Gould and uh, and Quinn Shalbo. Uh, apparently, Carl Reiner and Matt Damon were both both appear in a deleted scene, but um, not in the actual release. Oh man, that's too bad. Yeah. Did uh, yeah? Did uh, what's his name play Thor in the uh, deleted scene? No, probably not. Okay, good. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, you mean Matt Damon? Matt yeah. Damon. No. <laughs> Sorry, not Thor. He wasn't Thor. He was Loki. He was Loki. Yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, See, there's right. your problem. He was Loki, and I thought it was Thor. Durr. Right. All right. Derp. Later on today. We got Bill, we got Jury, we got all that. But first, this. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Frog Pants Plays Daily. Go to youtube.com slash Scott Johnson and get the first episode. A daily quick look at the biggest stories in gaming from that day. For more details, visit frogpantsplays.com. Yeah, the website will have... a. Um, the latest video up and you can see it there uh chat room saw it this morning put it out on twitter earlier uh gonna keep hacking at it tweaking it yeah. making it a thing um, it's something i've been wanting to do forever mainly my goal is like hey how come i've never done like a consistent piece of youtube content on that platform mm-hmm. hey why don't i finally freaking pull the trigger and do it there and i finally go. got the production or the kind of production down to what is a relatively your- simple so i know how long this is going to take me every day um sure otherwise you know you can't you can't be chaos you need you to be able know. to figure it out yeah exactly yeah. you need to be able to have an idea of how long it's going to take yeah i did like i really really appreciated the um the chocolate chip cookies baking oh, um, unless they... that's a spoiler no but, no uh, not at all but didn't you i mean i can't eat that kind of thing anymore or i shouldn't be eating mm-hmm. that kind of thing anymore but man that looked good to me i just had to show it <laughs> it yeah, looks so really good. good yeah anyway go check it out See what you think. If you if you're you know if you're not a YouTube person, then this isn't for you. But if it's a thing you want to check on the daily, you can. And maybe you know I don't know. Maybe I'll show it on Twitch when I'm when new ones go up. I don't know. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, check it out here. A group busted with a truckload of illegal fireworks and three dead alligators. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. So I know I can understand the uh, the the fireworks. Yep. What were they going to do with the dead alligators? Well, let's find out. Make some purses, probably. Probably. Some boots, Yeah. right? Some boots, belts, yeah. That's still a thing. Can you do that now? 
in today's society go make a I, you can but it's probably frowned upon i'm sure there's still people making alligator like real alligator skin clothing but it's uh yeah and snake skins that it's kind of stuff not, uh right they're doing it they're doing it without the approval of PETA. i'll tell you that yeah Peter's not into it Peter. 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 <laughs> hey Peter. all right uh here it is uh when you're breaking the law breaking the law <laughs> it's more effect- effective rather to go by what's going to make money rather than pick and choose what you're going to break the law doing uh, police in staten island new york arrested a group of 10 Wednesday with a truckload of illegal fireworks when they were planning on uh, they were planning on selling these that was the whole idea of that. Uh, by the way, are we're really cracking down here cuz fire season's already upon us. We have a couple of out of control wildfires one just over the weekend where some dumb kid lit off something over over what we call Traverse Mountain over by the point of the mountain and like 150 houses had to get evacuated. Like what are you doing over there? And it was all windy that night, you dumbass. Someone sit that wow. kid down and say no, no fireworks. Anyway, yeah, no, it's it where they're they're cracking down out here as well, and we still have some one idiot it seems like in the neighborhood that still wants to set off fireworks or firecrackers eight eh, thirty, nine o'clock, nine thirty at night yeah. uh, every night for no reason, and not even on the fourth, just other days. Not even on the fourth, and not even at eight o'clock when I guess you know you're doing the healthcare workers uh, howling and stuff like that. No, it's just like all right, let's go, let's go do some fireworks. Yeah. I don't like it. It's really just to get. He really likes likes seeing people get pissed off on the next door mm. uh, app. I think I think that's what he does it for. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the naked guy they saw on next door app here. I put it on Twitter, oh, but nice. so uh, some neighbor up near the lake. Uh, I don't know who they are. Checks their their uh, security footage in the morning, mm-hmm. and there was some movement at ten thirty that night. And so they're like, "All right, we'll see what this is." They rewind the tape. It's a guy. With a pillow, or pillow as some would say. I don't know who says that. <laughs> Walking down the back alley behind their house, behind their garage, uh-huh. with a pillow under his arm, flip-flops on his feet, or what looked like slippers. Okay. Otherwise, buck naked. <laughs> just wiener swinging in the wind. 1030 yeah. at night, just walking around back in that thing, and then he put up photos of this. He's got four or five frames of it. And uh, that, and normally our next door app is boring around here because everyone's too nice, but that was like a big scandalous moment, and now everyone's worried there's some naked guy prowling the streets at night. But I'm almost a hundred percent sure this is one of those ambient deals, you know? Yeah, it seems like it, right? Yeah. It seems like uh, that's somebody who crawled out of bed naked with their pillow. They're yeah. looking. They think they're, you know, in their ambient dream, they're they're going to the fridge for a. A glass of water or something. Yeah. And, uh, so the lesson here is wear a pair of shorts to bed. <laughs> was he carrying a paddle ball and a magazine <laughs> and a lamp and uh, no? Oh, I guess I'm mixing up the scenes. It was it was it was more that he was carrying a terrier <laughs> covering his unit and a terrier covering his butt. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he had no dogs with him. All right, I'm saying yes. is whoever that is, just I'm sure you've heard about it by now. Whoever you are. Just mm-hmm. put on a pair of like silky little shorty shorts at night, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be out with your doodle out. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, somebody the first comment on that thing was someone is someone missed his wax day or something like that. <laughs> wow, was that clear? <laughs> it was really hairy. This guy. <laughs> oh jeez. Just a big hairy mess. Anyway, all right. Uh, Point is, oh okay. Back to this. 
Uh, they arrested this group. Along with the fireworks, pe- police found these three dead alligators. Police tweeted a photo of the fireworks, but not the gators. That wouldn't be nice. Suspects are being charged with fireworks trafficking and unlawfully transporting three alligator carcasses. So we still don't know why they did it. We just know they did it. Why would you have three alligators, Brian? Think about it for a second. Hmm. Three dead ones. Hmm. Meat? Uh, you selling yeah, the meat? I mean, it would have to be for, for uh, making uh, belts or shoes or boots or whatever. Probably. Um, I do like how it's it's capitalized like that's a that's a, a, a just a checkbox that they have to check on their their arrest report. Unlawfully right. transporting three alligator carses. Oh yeah, I've got a UTTAC uh, over <laughs> on uh, on Field Field Street. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you could send out a get a paddy wagon out here, we got three. Uh, we got what one of those usual three uh, dead alligator <laughs> deals right, going that's on. Right, exactly. Wait a minute, is that a UTTAC? With a three or a UTTAC with a two? Yeah. Or a UTTAC with a 13? There you go. Uh, Claire Gack says, for making Crocs. Uh, <laughs> ah, hey, da, 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 da. I'm going to admit to something real quick here. All right. On my ahead. feet right now are these flip flops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of rubbery, made for sure. summer, sure. you know, getting them wet and whatever. Kim bought these for me. Much to my dismay, here I'll zoom in for the chat to see. You to see. <laughs> these are. Crocs. That's see, you no, know, those I would say are okay. You know, those are okay. There we go, and I can see the label. Those are okay crocs because it's like it's not that Mario Batali bright orange with a with a completely unnecessary strap across the top. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Those those totally fine. And you know what? That's a good that's a good uh, way to support the Crocs company when all their stuff, the rest of their stuff is uh garbage. Unfashionable garbage. <laughs> Right, so when Mar- yes, the Mario Batali versions are are just like putting your feet in like uh, like little plastic coolers. Like, what are those? Those are <laughs> right. Those aren't exactly. freaking shoes. So yeah. yeah, these aren't the holy ones. In fact, these are incredibly comfortable. And so all the talk I always hear about Crocs being very comfortable, I can tell you it's true. Of these, so mm-hmm. been wearing. And we've had a couple people on, I think, on uh, Twitter say Crocs are fine. Nothing wrong with Crocs. Those Crocs you're wearing right there, Scott, totally fine. Okay, thank you. I appreciate and good, it. good inside the house shoes too. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for for me especially because you know how I am. I'll sometimes put a whole pair of shoe shoes on, and that's, I know. that's dumb. I don't know what the heck. Uh... <laughs> I'm following Tom's know, advice. He says when you work at home, get dressed as if you had to go to an office. <laughs> that's not his voice at all. Right now. <laughs> uh, all right, NASA has designed a new perfume. NASA, you know, space the space people. Yeah, I'm familiar with that yeah. NASA. Yeah, yeah, that NASA. Not the other NASA that you're thinking of. The NASA. <laughs> the NASA. Uh, they made a new perfume, which is weird, but um, it smells like outer space. So uh, they're 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 going to sell this. This is a thing. It's How a fragrance. How does something that's a vacuum <laughs> have a smell? Well, what if it's the smell of the inside of a capsule where three people have been sweating in there for a month? What if yeah, it's that smell? right, exactly. Like the smell of that one hallway in the International Space Station. You know the one. <laughs> I know the one. You know the one. That yeah, hallway. No, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's not the smell of outer space. That's the smell of going to an Insane Clown Posse concert. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. You're a juggalo suddenly when you wear this stuff. <laughs> that's right, exactly. A fragrance that smells like outer space may soon be available to the general public years after it was developed to help astronauts get used to the smell of space, as according to CNN, EAU Despace. EAU Despace. EAU Despace. Spase. EAU Despace. Was developed by Steve Pierce, 
a chemist and founder of Omega Ingredients. Uh, Mr. Pierce was originally contracted by NASA to create the smell of space in 2008 as part of a space agency's mission to eliminate any potential surprises for astronauts going to space. It took him four years to perfect the fragrance. If you're curious about what it smells like, Peggy Whitson, an astronaut and former resident of the International Space Station, you know the one, <laughs> uh, told CNN in 2002, quote, it's kind of like a smell from a gun right after you fire a shot. Okay. So I guess there's kind of like a gunmetal, gun gunpowdery smell yeah. to everything. Yeah. Hmm. Which is a lot like smelling toast. I mean, so. it's kind of, obviously, you're not, you can't have your nose exposed in outer space or else it would freeze and shrivel off. Like it's, uh, right. I've seen enough, I've seen enough sci-fi movies to know what happens if you have exposed skin out in space. Yeah. What they really should um, say is this isn't the smell of space. They should say this is the smell of being inside of hardware in, it, in space. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's not the same. No. Space doesn't have a smell. No one can be in space long enough to smell it. Like Brian do they not saying. have a? Uh, do they not have like a uh, a Yankee candle that they could just go to and get the uh, <laughs> International Space Station variety Yankee candle? <laughs> I don't Bed know. Bath and Beyond not sell that or uh, should be able to. You could burn a candle in Bath a, and Body Works. You could burn a. Oh, well, I guess it's only to get them used to it down here anyway, right? So yeah, a candle. Why not a candle? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a lovely candle sent to. So the listener that sent us all that stuff, that big box of all that stuff, yeah. oh, which we have. We need to do the beef sticks. Oh, why haven't we, we done this? About doing the, yeah, uh, before Nick eats them all. But they also yeah, sent me a um, Weston Bend Candle Company fresh brewed coffee. Oh, it smells uh, like coffee, does it? Blend. Oh, yeah, Kim got something like that in that box, too, and they said, this is for Kim. So I said, all right, I'll give it to Kim. Did yours say, this is for Tina? Uh, well, this is, this is for Anara. This is for Anara. And it's uh, Space Hooker uh, Inara from uh, Firefly. Oh, very nice. Who makes that? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, Cubits. Oh, okay. Made by the QM. Way better than a Funko Pop, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, I agree. But that's true of almost anything made out of plastic. I say that these days. Exactly. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, here's Here are the fragrance combinations that he used, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. It says it kind of has a, an almost bitter kind of smell in addition to being smoky and burned. According to Mr. Pierce, it took uh, inspiration from the fragrance from uh, accounts of astronauts who described the smell as a mix of gunpowder, seared steak, and raspberries and rum. I don't know if I like that combo. That sounds bad. <laughs> that is a weird, a weird combo. Sounds bad. Hmm, does, something, does something smell like gunpowder, steak, raspberries, and rum to you? Yeah, I was just thinking the exact same thing, yep. astronaut Bill. Astronaut Bill. Uh, the team behind Oo to Space is now seeking community support via Kickstarter to help get it going. So if you want to... You can buy your own smell of space. Yeah. You want to smell... Or you can just go buy some uh, fireworks, some <laughs> steak, some raspberries and rum and make it yourself. Yeah. Probably for less money than whatever level you're going to buy into there. Uh, Claire Gack, that's raspberry, comma, rum. Not raspberry rum. Right. Raspberry and rum. and rum. Yeah. yeah, there's an and in there. There's a list of four things. Gunpowder seed steak, raspberries. Claire Gack was getting excited about this new raspberry rum everyone's talking about. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Finally, uh, for today, herpes virus. Mm -hmm. That never went away. You know, no. Forget about Corona for a minute. As Eddie Murphy says, it stays with you like <laughs> luggage. <laughs> the herpes virus believed to be killed off, is, is believed to be killing off carp in huge numbers in some Kansas lakes. Since, mm. since early March, the virus outbreak 
uh, that has been on everyone's mind. Be on the lookout for this guy. <laughs> he had a pillow last seen walking in the back alley. <laughs> right, exactly. He's our herpes guy. Put a shot of him on your next door app. Yeah. yeah. I put a red mark over his wiener on my Twitter. I know they don't care oh, about I'm that Oh, I'm glad stuff, you but... did. I thought Nextdoor did. Wow. No, that was me. No, that's the thing. The Nextdoor app was like full of glory. Like, Jeez. Like, hey, All look right. at this. Look at this huge wiener on this man. He has a giant wiener. All right. <laughs> it was big. I mean, I'm not trying to give the guy like props or anything. Sure, sure. right. Freaking big. All right. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> A very different virus, not the one we're all facing, is causing chaos in these lakes. It's the koi herpes virus. During the past month and a half, boaters and anglers have been seeing and smelling dozens of dead carp floating in waterways throughout the state, including Hillsdale Reservoir in Miami County and Pomona Reservoir in Osage County. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's a movie, Osage County? It or? is, it is, yep. Is that what that's from? August, August Osage County, I think is what it is. It's a Meryl Streep thing. Yeah. Right. Based uh, on a book. Uh, it's not the one where her and uh, Clint Eastwood are in it, or are they? Maybe they are. Oh, I shouldn't have said his, uh, na- his name no, either. That's... He's getting old. He's getting old. I shouldn't say. Oh no! Now, I now know. look what you've done. I know. No, I don't think Clint Eastwood's in that one. You're thinking of um, is that uh, Bridges of Madison County? I think. Oh, that's that's what I'm thinking. Bridges. Of. Of, that's because it's also got county in the yep. name. Yep. Yeah. That's what I've done. Two movies I haven't nope. seen. Uh, Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, Margot Martindale. It was in the glass. Chris Cooper <laughs> and Juliette Lewis. Don't make me watch Justified again. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just that second season. Just watch that second season. I love season. that whole series. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to watch it all the time. That's why you need to watch. You need to hurry up and watch uh, The Good Place and get to the uh, the the Justified thing I love that they did that that. I I love they did that anyway I need need to catch up on that all right anyway the bottom line was this it really started to stink people were freaking out uh Brad Ring King who lives about a mile from the reservoir uh was fishing with a friend on June 16th when he noticed a large number of dead fish surrounding him in the water I mean all of a sudden like did they all just go and there they were like all at once yeah It was, it was a time-activated uh, herpes. Yeah, that's really weird. He says, I would hate to guess exactly how many I saw that day, but I know at one point I counted 24 that I could see from my boat. Um, I did uh, did talk with a boy who works at the marina, and he says they think there, were, uh, there was a disease that was only affecting the carp, but not sure about that. A friend, Brian Burns, was fishing with me that day, and we observed all the dead fish. Uh, basically, the fish all got herpes and died from the herpes. So don't get herpes, fish. Any fish yeah. that listen to this show, there'll be a That's warning right. to you because you don't want that. Uh, also, is the this, cold sore. Is, car, dude, is the first warning for carps is they get a cold sore. On <laughs> yeah, they get a little, they get a little sore. They get some. Stay away from, stay away from swimming Bob. He's got the herpes. Swimming Bob. Swimming Bob. Because you know he's the only one of them that's swimming. <laughs> they call him Swimming Bob. That's how you identify him. Yeah. The rest are bobbing now. Dead. <laughs> They're dead. Where the dead carp float. Here's the... <laughs> Don't make me watch that because I will. All right. Uh, ranking said, nothing like this has been seen here before. And then he says something weird. He says, I was at Wakanda at the end of last week. That what? Must... Yeah, I know. It must be the, a lake. And he says, I don't recall seeing any oh, dead fish oh, there. Oh, yeah. But Wakanda, still, a, yes. a W-A-C-O-N-D-A, not like, welcome to Wakanda. Yeah. Like, that's just a weird <laughs> thing. 
But what is it? What, what does Black Panther yell when he's yelling at his people to get stoked? What is it? Umba Bay. Oh, Umba. Like yeah. <laughs> Umba Bay. I wanna. Now I wanna watch that. All right. Yeah. Everything we're talking about makes me wanna see it all. So. Anyway. Watch uh, devs. Devs. Oh yeah, devs. devs is next. Devs is next. Well, sort of. I watched the first episode of uh, that new HBO um, Perry Mason thing, ah. and really freaking liked it cool but devs is next and, right. Dev, and devs i can binge i have to wait on that other thing so yeah uh all binge right uh actually i think we'll take a break when we come back it'll be bill it'll be jury it'll be more talk and fun so stick around that's all coming up next but before that a musical interlude if you will from brian yes. ibbett uh, you know, another county is uh, Orange over there in California. There is a uh, band by the name of Ginger Root that performs out of there. Um, or he, I guess he it's a guy who goes by or performs under the name Ginger Root. Mm. Uh, his real name is Cameron Lou, L-E-W. But uh, he's a 24-year-old from Orange County. I'm going to give you all of his details. He likes fishing and, and long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, he's got a brand new album coming out in October of this year. Ooh, I love these these super long advanced copies that we get. Mm. But uh, this is from his forthcoming album, Ricky, R-I-K-K-I. Comes out October 2020 via Acrophase Records. This is a great song called Out of State. This is the second single from his album, Ricky. Here is Ginger Root.
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. But when they got there, when they got there, we had some, you know, monkey men, you know, unevolved like Cro-Magnon man, whatever, Cro-Magnon. Chromagnum. Chromagnum. <laughs> it's not Chromagnum. What is it? Cro. That's a it's a line of prophylactics. I think. Hold on, Chromagnum. Man. It's Chromagnon, I think. Chromagnon. Chromagnium. I was right. No, 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 that's not right. What do you do for an encore? (laughs) He's taking a dump in a can. All right, we're back, everybody. That was longer than I thought it was, but hope you enjoyed it. That's hilarious. Is that from uh, There Will Be Dungeons? I don't even know. I'm not sure. Could have been Core. Could have been Core, I guess, yeah. Could have been Core. It's old, and someone sent it to me, and I kept meaning to play it, and I finally did. <laughs> anyway, uh, whoever sent that, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, well, we're now to the stage we all knew was coming. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, we knew, we knew this was t- this is going to happen. Yep, one way or another, it was going to happen. It's Tuesday. No way to avoid it. We're bringing on our old pal Bill, and it goes like this. Whoops, here it is. Your bat caves open there, Bill. Bill Duran, all the way from PunishedProps.com and the venerable uh, YouTube channel with the same name. He's uh, living in Seattle and rocking it. Uh, Bill, what's going on? How are you? Hello, friends. Hello, friend. Hello. I make many, many things, but the thing I make the most of is content. Content. Yes. Con- content is king, right? That's everything. Everything is content. Sure is. And all of that content, well, most of it anyway, lives uh, somewhere that I don't own. Mm. Uh, turns out that's con- that can be a problem, mm. right? Uh, specifically, um, if let's say you streamed a bunch on Mixer recently, right? Sure. Uh, and and uh, also, my heart goes out to everyone who was convinced to go over to Mixer, who now is basically 
without mm. a platform to, to work from, which super duper sucks. Yeah. It very uh, much sucks. Got to remember too. There's a there's a part of this people don't mention, which is if you were partnered at Twitch, part of Twitch's partner program is you can't stream anywhere else. So right. if you broke if you broke that contract and went over to Mixer or wherever, and then those platforms just disappear, it's not like your your old house is still there. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> you, sailing without a port. Of harbor, yeah. right? You, you rudderless. <laughs> you got to start over. So uh, yeah. now here, here's the thing: I, I, something that other people don't talk about, people who weren't on Mixer but who make content and should be feeling right now, is uh, boy, I wonder when that's going to happen to my platform, and not if. And if you're thinking, hey, Twitch would never do that to me, <laughs> mm-hmm. they probably would. Right, like mm-hmm. th- uh, these things happen frequently enough to know that the you, the end user, usually gets uh, hosed when they make big changes, and they usually don't ask you ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, all all things should be treated as somewhat ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's so, a really great way to put it. Yeah, um, especially too, like uh, so many people will pick a platform that's like their favored, where they get the most growth and for us that's youtube and they kind of commit to that and uh that can be good because there's a lot of benefit there but it can be bad if that platform where you've made a huge commitment goes away or makes a huge change Mm. Uh, now i uh I'm, i'm hoping to spread a little bit of advice right now but i totally didn't think this up myself this is actually dates back to a conversation I happened to Cole Spagnola in 2013 mm. at BlizzCon. She sat me down and she said these words. She said, don't build your house on a foundation you don't own. Mm-hmm. Essentially meaning the biggest part of your business where you make the most of your money, you, the best practice is if you own that, yeah. right? Yeah, right. If you have full control over the part that makes uh, the most money for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though like Twitch and YouTube, Spotify, they all make it way easy for you to like start your career as a content uh, a content maker. Uh, you have very little control and they can always uh, change it in a way that's less beneficial to you. Uh, and like I said, they don't they don't email you ahead of time uh, <laughs> to ask. They just they just do it. Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's why podcasting's always been kind of cool in its its own weird way. Um, right, yeah, you right. got you got to host files places, but you can always up and move them somewhere else. You control yeah, the servers yeah. you want to put them on. Like it's you could have the podcast yeah. files in a variety of locations. Right. If it was all down uh, to like Spotify and Apple, and they controlled podcasting, like mm-hmm. only put those oh, yeah. in those places, that would be very bad for podcasting. It would be bad. Right. Yeah. It would be, yeah, and we're seeing that happening with live streaming. With now with Mixer gone, that's less competition. That's right. bad for everyone. Is it enough to just have um, the gateway to all of your content be in a place that you own? So, in other words, you yeah. still use Twitch, you still use YouTube, you still use whatever, but the website, the domain, the host mm-hmm. that you own is where people start uh, the 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 um, the landing page, basically yeah. where people go to get your your content. I think that. Owning your own website and let's say um, chronicling all of your content there can mm-hmm. be a really good first step. Owning your own website is obviously super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for us, every video that we make gets posted on YouTube and uh, then it gets embedded on our website, which is very SEO rich and friendly so that the website is searchable for all of our videos. Now, if we have to change all our videos over to Vimeo, uh, first of all, 
Oh, that sounds like so much work. <laughs> huge, <laughs> but we could. Huge pain in the butt. We could do yeah. it. Yeah. I bet there's someone I could pay to do it. And then I could go and re-embed the the uh, Vimeo videos on my website. Now, if I was smart, I would have started doing this 10 years ago right. and doubled up and always had a backup on a different service with all of my videos that I could swap over at a moment's notice. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Well, right. sure, because at the time... You know, when things are kicking off for people, it's yeah. like, well, I'm going to the place where the rubber meets the road the quickest, and I'm going to build the thing I'm going to build, right, and, then, right. and then you, but then you start to see the cracks, and you know, mm-hmm, I had my yeah. own problem with YouTube. What was it, six months ago now, where they shut my account down over music? Oh, right, music Jeez. we have the right to play, and uh, yeah, it was bad. Like I had an alley, I could only talk to robots, and <laughs> there was no like live people to talk to or any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, be, had... be ready in case you know. At, at some point, I had a contact at YouTube I could email. Last time I emailed that person, they did not get back to me. Mm-hmm. So at some over 600,000 subscribers, I don't have a contact at YouTube. If something goes wrong, like mm-hmm. if my channel gets banned for some reason, mm-hmm. I don't know who to call. Yeah, there, that's, is, there is no that's one. bad, bad news. <laughs> yeah. um, here, uh, real quick, a couple of examples of things that some companies have done. Um that were bad for the people making a living on the platform. Let's just point out a couple of good examples. All right. So we've all heard about YouTube's adpocalypse, right? Yes. But way before that, they changed how their system worked and essentially destroyed the opportunity for animators to make a living on the platform. Mm-hmm. The changes that they made, made ter- took an- really super popular, popular animators who were making good short-form content. They could no longer make good ad revenue on the platform because of one change that amazon made so it just completely wiped them off the platform Mm -hmm. which is a bummer for them and also for everyone who enjoyed it Mm. um we remember patreon's payment processing kerfuffle a year or two ago oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) every month i I hold my breath i know me too (laughs) i and i count on patreon a lot more than i do on youtube at least for for money Mm -hmm. and if they goof that up boy i'm in that see, I'm see, that's the thing I'm super duper worried about. Yeah, they're they're super. Uh, uh, they're, they're they they have been really you know great and conscientious about it and all of that. But you know yeah. they were they were young and, and and new and things went weird and it got weird yeah. and yeah. So you just it's always these like reminders. It's like oh right, things are fallible, yes. things are breakable. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. One more one more quick one. Just a month or two, Amazon decided to not pay affiliates as much. That's that's it. They just decided we don't mm-hmm. have to pay our affiliates as much. So we're just cutting the rates, uh, which also has a pretty good, big impact on all the affiliates uh, sales that we do. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So anyway, the, I'm just trying to, to prove that companies do this stuff all the time. They will continue to do this stuff all the time and that there are things you can do if you're trying to run a business making content that'll help you avoid some of these headaches. And again, thank you, Nicole, for pretty much all this information. And I've been doing my best over the last seven years to implement it. It was good advice then, and it's good advice now. Really is. Yeah. Um, I mentioned starting your own website. Everything you make should be chronicled on a website you own. Yeah. And it's never been easier to make a website. Uh, but something people still seem to balk at is you need an email mailing list. You need one. Mm. Like, for real. And if you haven't started one... 10 years ago, then today's the best time to do it. Um, because if YouTube were to vanish tomorrow, and who knows it could, and I no longer can just get, I have, I have a, I'm working on a book I have to sell. And if I don't have access to the 600,000 people that I'm counting on to right. sell that book, where do I go? Twitter? Okay, that's not as good. I have a mailing list of mostly customers. 
You should go and to that little the, that little zone that uh, there's no cops in or whatever in Seattle and hawk yeah, books yeah. there. The chop. Just mm-hmm. just start yeah. just start hawking my my my, my books uh, in person. <laughs> <laughs> but but the point just being that I have a list of emails of people who have already bought stuff from me in the past, so they're likely to buy the new book. And while it's a dramatically smaller list, it's something like ten thousand people. At least that's a good place to start if YouTube goes completely sideways. Right. So again, it's not it's not like the best case scenario for me anyway. But at, at least I know I have that. So I, I recommend everyone starts a mailing list. Do it. Uh, and then the, the, yeah, I always worry the about bit, it. I, I've started one a couple of times, and then I always feel I don't know. I feel guilty holding bad information. In, right. You don't want to inundate your uh, uh, right. Your fans, with, and it's a weird—it's a, of... a weird way to feel, right? Because because I'm never going to intend mm-hmm. to blast them or anything. Course, I would yeah, never right. sell it or use it in any other way. But when I know I'm holding these, I don't know. It just feels—if you feel responsible and it feels weird. But but you're right. Like you need yeah. to have that. T- you need to you need to have that connection, or else you're going to you know who knows what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, uh, there was something I thought was silly seven years ago, but I started doing it, and I'm happy I did that. The, the best time to plant a tree is what twenty years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then of the, of course, and this was like a great list I got from Nicole. Just uh, trying to earn money from a variety of sources. And if the biggest source you want to try and own, so for me that's my books. We sell books on our store. We also sell them elsewhere, like Amazon and on affiliate websites. But for the most part. Selling books on my store is where I make the most of my money. And my store lives on my website, so I can control that. Yeah. All the books are in my shop, so I control the, the inventory, I control the price, I control everything about it. Mm. And that that makes me feel really good. Yeah. Uh, I want you to but feel then good. I do. Well, I'm these days we're picking and choosing what things are uh, really great that we can grab on to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also, we, we sell merch, both sold by us and through third parties. We have affiliate link sales. We have YouTube ad revenue. We have Patreon. We do sponsored videos. We also have Twitch subs and bits. All of that added up makes for a picture that works for my company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if any one of those sources starts to slack for whatever reason, let's say YouTube ad revenue just vanishes, I can say, well, I'll do some more sponsored videos then, mm-hmm. or I will push affiliate link sales a little more, or we'll put out some new merch. We can we have these other things that we can beef up a little bit to make up for the lost slack. Sure. Yeah. There you go. This is good advice. I didn't know we were going to get some so. good advice today on this. Uh, uh, hey, your content creator. Yeah. Uh, this was not garbage advice. This was good advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just know That's the right. difference. This is good stuff. Write this stuff down, not the other stuff you hear out there. Yeah, uh, and especially well especially if you're just getting started right now or if you, especially Mixer folks, are getting started on another platform and you're feeling a little bit disenfranchised, well, this is really good advice for you, to, especially when you're starting the next thing. Yep. I hope anyway. Yes, I hope so as well. Uh, Bill, before we let you go, any bonus link you want to give the chat? Absolutely. I got a good one for you. This is fun. They didn't really make a lot, but my friend's over at the King of Random. Put a balloon inside of a balloon inside of a balloon oh, inside of a wow. balloon, blew them all up, and then popped them at high speed, and it looks awesome. What the heck, dude? That's this looks crazy. like uh, the best use of slow-mo ever. In the history right. of the planet. It's way up there. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look at, hold on. I got it. Here, chat. I do, I do need to this. go forward and find the, uh, the, the best point to see the slow-mo, though, because that is the money shot of this. Absolutely. And it is totally, totally worth it. The yeah. king of yeah, random. It's like it. Five minutes and nope, it's still not. Mm-hmm. How do not you slow get... enough? I need more slow, slower slow mo. 
I need to. I'm gonna skip ahead so we can see if we can see. The Probably near the end there. of the video. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what they want you. To, that's what they want you to see, Scott. Oh, that <laughs> is so rad. Yeah. Wow. All right. They are kings of random. Turns out. Sure are. Yeah. Uh, kings and queens and princes and princesses. Go check them out. <laughs> they got a whole yard full of cool stuff. That's <laughs> what's going on there. Oh, uh, Builderan, everybody. Eight minutes and 14 seconds. Yeah, there you go. He is uh, Punished Props' own Builderan, which means you can go there and check all this stuff out. PunishedProps.com, a domain website he owns. Builderan, have a fantastic day. Toodaloo. See you, See you next time. There's a whole conversation to be had about not consolidation. What's the word? Shoot, where where there's platforms that have everything on it, all your eggs oh. in one basket. Um, yeah, there's a word uh, for it. Oh, I can't think of it. Decentralization, um, centralization. No, centralization would be the thing, right? Yeah. Uh, consolidation is right. They say in the chat. Maybe I got the word right the first time. Mm. All right. Well, me no no. Me no no. <laughs> all right. Justin Robert Young joining the fray. Uh, as the as the kids are wont to say, and uh, we're gonna play this thing here. These are their stories. No, no, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Joining the show is Justin Robert Young. You may know him from such fantastic shows as Night Attack, where they do Brian Dibbin impressions. Uh, Justin, welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> that was quite the hit oh, last week man. when uh, we got the we got the footage of you guys doing Ibbit and. We had a good laugh. Like anything new? <laughs> no, that's not what I was doing. I got backed into that. Like I was making fun of Brushwood, and then he turned it into an Ivet thing, and so then I found myself uh, doing a Brian Ivet impression. Uh, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it starts. Well, so yeah, innocently, it was something like I. All I know is I didn't start out trying to do a Brian Ivet impression, no, and then Ivet got said, and I was already mid mid impression and you, know, you can't pull out you just steer into it yeah 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 Absolutely. i get that so we blame schwood is what we're saying um anyway hey it's justin robert young comes on tuesdays we talk about politics most of the time sometimes sure. not but most of the time we do um you're uh covid free i wanted to get that out of the way you did the test when yeah. you got back and we haven't had a follow-up on that so so uh, can you just tell me how that feels to think that, yeah, I was in a place with potential exposure and now I've got a test and now it's free. Like what kind of, what does that feel like? Is that a good feeling or did, or did you? So this is, this is the third test that I've gotten. I got one just because it was free and people, they were encouraging anybody to go get a test mostly because they wanted to get a, a better baseline number. Yeah. Um, I went to Tulsa. I came back. I got a test on Monday uh, and then when that test was, you know, taken, uh, you know, it was it was taking about as long as the other one. But I also was just bored in this motel that I was in. And so I started <laughs> looking for other rapid tests because this was a they send it to a lab and there's other tests that are rapid tests where they give you an answer right there. Yeah. And I found out that uh, that they uh, there was a rapid test literally like right around the corner from my motel. And I'm like, all right, if if I would probably think twice if I had to, like, you know, go into San Francisco or, you know, get a car and go out to Sacramento or something. But it's like if it's literally walking distance from where I physically am right now, let me just look into that. And so I did got that test Thursday, got the results Thursday. They were negative. And then Saturday I got the results from the first test that I did and that was also negative. Nice. So I feel fairly confident. And also I'm outside of the, um, 
you know, five day window when 90 percent of people start showing some kind of symptoms. Right. Yeah. That incubation period is like they always say 14 days. But what they usually mean is it's you'll be like five or six in before you 14, 14 is the outer end. So right, when right, right. 14 is the number that they say for quarantining, because then, you know, catch if all. you yeah if you're even at the outer end of when things happen all right that makes sense well good i'm glad that was all negative uh everyone rest easy okay justin didn't get covid in in tulsa also who knows <laughs> i did if- not get covid in tulsa and uh i did i'll tell you what though um <laughs> i did have one moment where i really did get scared that i did have it it was on wednesday i was recording px3 yeah. and then i start to feel uh-oh. Hot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, this is it. This <laughs> is about when people start feeling symptoms. I'm getting a fever. Uh-huh. And so, like, I go through night attack happy hour, and I'm like, I'm still feeling bad. And it's just like, oh, God. All right. I'm, like, resigning myself to the fact that I'm going to be in this motel for two weeks, and it's going to cost me, like, you know, $2,000 or whatever, and it's just going to be annoying and so I, i'm like all right if i'm gonna do it let me just go to cvs and just get all the things that i need now when i'm not sneezing or coughing yeah. or doing anything like that and so as i'm walking out the door to go to cvs i look at my motel's air conditioning which i had turned off to do px3 oh. <laughs> and i'm like i'm not that big of an idiot am i like am i and literally the air conditioning is right next to a full length mirror. Yeah. So I literally just look right into my own dumb face <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not that stupid. And like, I can't be that stupid that I literally just left the, uh, <laughs> I left the air conditioner off and then shocker felt hot during the day <laughs> and you confuse that with a fever. Right. But uh, you did God, it. I've got the so sweats I, now. Yeah. Oh. oh no. So I, I turned it on and uh, uh, and then I went to CVS anyway, just to get all the stuff that I I uh, uh, wanted to get just to be safe, came back and I'm like, oh, wow, it's nice in here. And then uh, took my temperature 50,000 times. And, uh, yeah, I certainly did not have a fever and I am indeed that stupid. So anyway, here's my political opinions. What do you want to hear? All about? right. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh. All right, so uh, a lot of talk about switching up schedules and stuff because the states where uh, future rallies uh, are supposed to happen are all having huge increases, and in particular, the uh, the Republican National Convention location. Um, I'm hearing like weird concerns about that. So my question is to you: Has there been any changes with any of that? Are they? Is it all still full speed ahead? Uh, uh, what's the plan for the big conventions as of today? Can I, all right, I'll answer the question, but can I ask you a question first? Ask. When you say, like, I'm hearing, like, yeah. where is I'm hearing? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 tw- usually yeah, buzz, tw- usually buzz, Twitter. Yeah. It's usually Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're just seeing things come out. Okay. I can give you, I can give curious. you sources from now on if you want. I can totally do no, that. No, 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 no. I, I don't know if you have anybody that you like talk to or anything. No, that, no, like, no. You know, you have these conversations. I talk to you um, and I read t- tweets from people I Twitter. trust and yeah, that's it. That's all. all right. uh, so right now, obviously, there is a tremendous uh, spike in COVID cases, infection rates, and hospitalizations. And those are the big keys that you want to look into 
cases are something that are more affected by the amount of tests that we are doing and we are doing uh, a lot more tests than we did in uh, the the spring when everything was first popping off. So if you see headlines saying like largest amount of daily cases since the beginning, that's a number that probably does not mean as much as infection rate means and hospitalization rate means. So uh, uh, please keep that in mind as we go forward. But uh, indeed, the Sun Belt specifically, uh, Florida, Texas, uh, Arizona, Southern California are all experiencing a rise in the metrics that you do want to keep an eye on. Uh, those were many of the places, including Florida and Arizona, where Trump was uh, thinking about doing rallies. Uh, so between the fact that the last rally that they did did not quite go according to Hoyle and uh, they're now going to be in a situation where they have to probably make a more specific call on mask wearing. Uh, I would suspect that the, the the Trump power pitch that is the big boisterous rally uh, is probably going to be on ice at least for the next few weeks. Okay. That would be my guess, but you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. Okay, so I was just curious about that mainly because I, I didn't know if any of this was changing it. Uh, part of what it, what it was that I heard was a press briefing where, what's, I forgot her new name, or not her new name, her real name. <laughs> What's her name? Kaylee McEnany or whatever. Yeah. McEnany. Yeah, McEnany. Uh, I don't know why. I always say her name like the, was it Keith Jackson, the old college football announcer that would like, Alabama, welcome to Tuscaloosa, (laughs) Alabama. Oh, I like that. Uh, But I always just like saying like, Kaylee McEnany. McEnany. (laughs) McEnany. I assume that's her husband's name, right? What's his name? I want it to be. Oh God! Something crazy. Know. Something crazy. I don't, cool. I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know Kaylee McEnany's husband's name. Oh, no, you don't? Well, then what are no. we even doing? All right. Anyway, no. Wow. The point is, she made some comment about Pence's schedule, and it made me think. Oh, well, if they're altering that, maybe they maybe they got other plans. Pray they don't alter it further, kind of thing. But uh, I was just curious. Sean Gilmartin, by the way, is her husband's. Oh, name. so she's kept Sean her real name. Gilmartin. Okay. Yes. All right. I was hoping it was like. Panini Macanini or something like that. That would oh, be been, great. Yeah, or yeah. just Mac. You I wanted mean, his name to be Panini? Yeah, Panini Macanini? Panini Macanini. That would have been great, wouldn't it? That would be an awesome name be to have. Pretty good. Yeah. That would be pretty good. Write a book or do something with that name. That's a great name. All right. Uh, other The other question I had for you today was uh, uh, this whole, hey, Russians are putting out bounties on the heads of our soldiers via the Taliban uh, and uh, it seems like if we went through the usual thing of, no, they didn't. Well, okay, maybe they did, but the president has been briefed, or, hey, they do it all the time. Like, there seems to be a lot of a lot of chatter in lots of places, and I don't really know what to make of it, but I'm curious about what you think the political implications are. Uh, does it move the needle at all? Is it a thing that, you know, the Democrats can look at and go, hey, this is now our new hill to die on and uh, use as our number one tool to to tell everybody that Trump sucks and why they should vote for us? All right. I'm going to start this by saying that I'll probably get you hate mail. I very rarely get hate mail for TMS, but I'm sure you get hate mail for, oh, for me. For all the TMS. time. Yeah. Uh, 
there are times where I look at the news and I look at what people are paying attention to. And sometimes I try to read the tea leaves on what people are, what everyone's attention span on certain stories is and whether or not they would say it out loud. If they are paying more or less attention to something, does that mean that the country is kind of moving on? And so you would see a lot of this with like, uh, People who do like headline tracking and stuff like that of, of like, all right, well, Colin Kaepernick was mentioned uh, uh, in one out of every 10 newspapers uh, uh, leading through the first kneeling thing. And then it was down to one in every 100. And now it's into five out of every 10 or something like that. Right. And so you would be able to track via the Colin Kaepernick story how much people cared about protesting in sports you could extrapolate that a little bit so when i see this particular story which i will say journalistically right now i want to see a lot more than two unnamed intelligence sources Mm. because unnamed intelligence sources have a habit of saying things that may or may not be totally true. See Iraq weapons of mass destruction in 2003. <laughs> right. Um, sure. There are. So I, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying I would like to see more. Yeah. But the attention this has gotten specifically with uh, this specific I- issue kind of makes me optimistic that we're that maybe the COVID thing is getting better (laughs) because this is a very evergreen scandal did the president see this what should the president do in response should the president sanction uh, Putin should we be rattling the sabers of war against Putin should we be identifying the soldiers that uh, died allegedly because of this. Do we need to be getting into a what did they know and when did they know it situation? This is a very intelligent State Department, D.C. evergreen politics story. I don't know exactly how much legs it has in terms of the election, mostly because the average person doesn't really know the complexities of well, all right, we funded the Taliban in the 80s, so now they're funding the Taliban, Russia's funding the Taliban, but didn't we want to bring the Taliban to Camp David like three months ago to like negotiate a, a truce with Afghanistan? And do we want, do the people that would be upset about this, do they want to go to war with Russia or do they not want to go to war with Russia? Like where, I, I just think there's a lot of different vectors that are kind of moving that I think makes it, a more complicated story uh, to hang on Trump than, let's say, the economy sucks or people are dying because you mishandled COVID, which I think are more reliable ways to punish the incumbent president. Yeah, it's interesting because I I also get this feeling of, well, I mean, it's also pretty fatiguing for the last three and a half years because it seems like this is this is this is the tale of the last three and a half years, but it's just always something. To new to dominate the news cycle, and I was reminded yesterday that hey, by the way, there's still like 
hundreds of protests happening in, in cities all over the country, but just nobody's filming it because we've moved on to something else, some other shiny thing. And there are, there in some ways, this does feel like a new shiny thing and a shiny thing that's more complicated than just being shiny. And it's a little too easy to just sort of jump all over it. Um, I don't understand it at all. Like, I don't know. I Like, I didn't know it was just two, um, two unnamed sources uh, because the way the White House is responding is they're like, well, he just hadn't been briefed yet or whatever. So they're acting like, well, yeah, that's a thing. But we, the, the president hasn't been briefed, so he didn't know about it. Um, so I can't tell if they think it's more, if it's bigger than uh, just two sources and we need more information or if they've all, I, like, I, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's all just kind of blah, and it'll be blah until next week when there's a new blah that, that we'll throw out there. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's sustainable is what I'm saying, Justin. Three and a half years of blah. I'm starting, yeah, to, starting yeah. to feel I like mean, a little worn out, you know? What happens, and uh, look, uh, uh, I would like to remind everybody who, um, uh, uh, you know, are, are my ombudsman on this particular segment <laughs> that I am not a political, I don't have a degree in political science, uh, and I certainly don't have a degree on uh, uh, international intelligence gathering. So I will defer to all the degree holders in intelligence gathering in the chat uh, when I ask respectfully that I uh, uh, I don't know how intelligence is sorted through and what that line between uh, having a report versus vetting a report versus having a confirmed report versus you know how things are processed for the president's daily briefing um, or the PDB, as they say, I know a lot more about how these sources come to reporters. I know more about how uh, these stories can multiply if you get one person and the story is good enough and you get the sign off from your people in the higher ups in your organization to run something as unnamed, which usually means that the editor and the publisher know who it is, but the rest of the people of the paper don't. Uh, that then you can go to other people that are named and say, hey, have you heard anything about this? And they can say, yes, but I can't comment further. Or they can say, no. Or you can get more people that are now on background saying, yes, if you're asking about that specific thing, I would say yes. I just think these stories tend to be very messy and they tend to be even messier in election. Mm. Yeah. And that is general. Like, like just a, a general kind of thing. But again, it makes me uh, makes me wonder whether or not, you know, <laughs> whether or not some of the COVID stuff is decreasing if if uh, uh, the, the political lines of attack are about this and not COVID. Well, I mean, maybe I don't know. I, I think maybe those two things can happen at the same time. Um, but then there'll probably be like I, all. There's I always a main character yeah, on Twitter, Scott. Yeah, there always There's is always a main character, yeah. and everyone else is a side. Character. Everybody's ancillary to that main character. I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, all right. These are these are all good good things to be thinking about. Uh, when's your so so with all the up in the air like travel bits about when they're going to do things? What's your plan? Are you what's your next port of call? I don't know. I mm -hmm. really don't know. I don't know what the next thing I'm going to do is. Uh, I I know I'm not excited to get right back out on the road because uh, <laughs> uh, don't want to spend another several nights in a hotel room. Uh, oh for my to come god! Yeah. yeah, you know it's um, it's uh. 
it's expensive. It 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 it's expensive uh, uh, to be this. Uh, you know, to, to to try to go out there and actually report. You know, mm-hmm. um, sure. it's a lot easier and profitable to sit on my ass and. And attend Talk virtual town into halls. a microphone <laughs> or virtual um, virtual rallies not town halls virtual mm-hmm. know, right? but uh uh you know the next thing i'd like to go to is a biden thing uh i just don't know what biden thing there will be and and i i'm not particularly interested in you know equating a, a zoom call with what i would want which is to interact with people who very much support Joe Biden for president. I want to I want to give the same uh, point of view that people had the, the, the best thing. The best feedback that I got uh, was people saying, oh, my God, I feel like I know Trump supporters more in either in any way, whether mm-hmm. they thought it, that, that they were, you know, uh, uh, more culty than than they thought or that they were more reasonable than they thought. Uh, the one thing that I can do um, because I do have a degree in it, uh, is, uh, give people the ability to speak in their own words and try to, uh, uh, help them articulate their points without putting an editorial slant on it. And that's my goal. I would love to do that with, uh, you know, pro Biden people. And if Biden's not going to have a rally, then I'll have to figure out, uh, where I could do that physically and safely. So, uh, so I don't know. Uh, everybody, uh, if, if you have any ideas, then hit me up on Twitter at Justin R. Young. And, um, you know, I, I, it is without a doubt the most popular and shared thing that I do when I go out on the road. So some people like it, even if some think that it's uh, uh, reckless and dangerous. Well, uh, <laughs> as we often say here on the show. I can definitely see why you like it. There you go. <laughs> Justin Robert Young, everybody. He can be found at Justin R. Young on Twitter. Of course, all the cool shows and everything else. So go find him. Uh, if you have a show today, I can raid you after this. I think you do, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stream uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. There you go. Uh, right. Justin R. Young, have a good one. We'll see you soon. And now I play this. The jury will now retire. There you go. You can raid me. <laughs> somebody told me, I won't say who, but somebody told me the other day, says, hey, I missed that show. I liked what you guys were doing with that. And I said, yeah, it's probably not going to be on again because we're just too busy. But and also unfriend me would just be gnarly now with the topics we'd have to do with it. <laughs> It'd be tough right yeah. now. And he goes, yeah. um, he goes, maybe, you know, he goes, maybe in a more uh, comfortable climate, we could, <laughs> you yeah. guys could bring that back. He goes, I love that show, but. Man, I was so sick of Justin saying that thing at the end. I'm like, what thing at the end? He goes, you cannot friend me. And I go, well, first of all, I think that was the end of the intro. Well, that's what he meant. But he just said that he, oh. he overdid it. And I thought, I think for some people that was like, maybe they felt like he did. They, they overdid it. But a lot of people, I think, really saw that as like the, the, the what do you call it? Like the... I don't know the the clarion call of the show, like the yeah, right. The it's thing. the it's the um. I get it though. I a trademark it. of the show, yeah. right? One of the trade. So. I mean, it probably annoys people when I don't know. We do certain things. What do I do? That probably I do Whatever. a lot of things that annoy people. When fine. I start randomly singing, uh, just out of nowhere, doesn't annoy yeah, me I'm though. Sure, sure somebody irritates. I know. I know one person on Twitter. Maybe doesn't. Maybe doesn't appreciate my 
uh, Australian accent oh. so so much oh, yeah. so 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 very 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 much uh-huh. doesn't appreciate it uh-huh. so so really, so, really. so 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 very very yeah. very much yeah yeah <laughs> we know the one we know the one we know the one all right uh, that's uh, gonna do it for today's programming uh, or at least this morning's we're we're done with TMS everybody so if you liked what you heard go to Patreon.com/tms and if you're looking for anything else we can be found at Frogpants.com/tms you can contact us there. You can find all our links, all our stuff, request songs, whatever you want. It's all right there. All right. Uh, I think we're good. Let's uh, get out of here. Do you want to do a thing, a song? I do. I'm so excited to play this because it's someone with, that uh, was such a prominent member of our uh, Tadpool for such a long time before she got a job and couldn't be here live anymore. I'm talking about B4 Tank Girl who wrote, uh, wrote in and said, Hey, Scoot and Boot, you guys were discussing Sprout's bulk department the other day. Well... I'm one of the unfortunate souls that has to spend six hours a day bagging all them nuts. Scoop all day, scoop all night. At least it keeps me off the floor away from the anti-maskers. Anyway, I'd like to request Working in the Coal Mine by Devo. I sometimes sing it in my head while I'm scooping. It helps pass the day. Pour out some garbanzo beans to my fellow bulkers. Thanks. Yours sincerely, Before Tank Girl. Peace. Hashtag these nuts. Oh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, this is this is a song that Devo does so well. I always connected to the movie Heavy Metal, which again we need to watch for film sack soon. Oh, I didn't know that was but, in that. Is that in there? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh there's a whole not Devo themselves, but there's a whole like sci-fi band oh, in one no. of the um in one of the bars and they're performing Working I, in the Coal Mine I by Devo. We really do need to watch that. I've forgotten we so much. So of it. totally need to see that thing. You forget yeah. about you know, among all the cartoon boobs, there's actually some kind of cool stuff. Nice. Uh, anyway, this is Working in the Coal Mine, originally done by Lee Dorsey. Um, this is one of the songs, too, that was uh, written by Alan Toussaint, a really, really talented, um, I want to say New Orleans-based songwriter. Wrote so many of the songs that you probably don't realize were all written by Alan Toussaint. And if you find um, the Lee Dorsey original version of Working in the Coal Mine, it's, um, it's a lot of fun to hear that one, too. But, of course, we play the covers here. This was a ride-along single that came along with Devo's album, New Traditionalists, back in 1981. Here is Devo and Working in the Coal Mine. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Do one thing at a time.